Thank you so much, um, Pastor Brian. Um, this just love the warmth. It's always beautiful to be in a church that's not plastic. Amen. <laughs> Where there's a real warmth, there's a real embrace, there's the energy and the power of the Holy Spirit. And so it's a real joy to be here. And actually, I'm here. The main reason I'm here is to to visit Danielle and Chico, who. Um, had the opportunity to father over many years, over a decade, spiritually, and just to watch them start their journey, you know, having dreams, having visions to move in the area of media, arts and entertainment. Chico obviously is a credible musician and Danielle's a film producer. And, and just to watch how God's word um, touches the heart of those that are hungry and transforms them in a way where they believe that their dreams can come true. And, you know, the metamorphosis occurred as Brother Brian is sharing. The butterfly begins to emerge. They're on, next thing you know, they're on Channel 10 and they're, they're right in there finding their stride. And I just want to give a big clap. It's a joy, you know, and it's a joy that they found the kindred spirit here in the fellowship here. So good to be in a church called City Builders who really understands the mission that God's given to us. Amen. And uh, I have to say something about PNG today because, you know, there's <laughs> a PNG thing happening. And our sister was sharing this beautiful word. And uh, I think back in 2008, I went to PNG. And uh, I had a team of around seven people. Similar thing in a way. I don't, know exa- I, can't, I don't exactly know how it all works here. But we had someone in the fellowship that went back home and we had a connection there. So we felt the Lord's leading to go and just went in simple faith. And... Uh, it was amazing when we 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 you know the guy the guy that in that we had the connection with suddenly his mother died there many things happened um it was very tough in one way but when we got there we had we were meeting with the head of the bible college we were expecting something really grand and all pumped i had a team of seven people <laughs> and we're all excited and and you know what happens we said, well, there's seven, there's, seven, there's seven of us all together. We come to the place where we're going to minister that week, that day, the first, the first day when we got there. And it turns out, he says, well, here it is. <laughs> I said, but is that the buildings over there? You know, in my mind, I'm thinking, is the buildings over there? That's where, no, no, it's a cow stable, right? It's this little <laughs> thing in the paddock with the horse. <laughs> poo and everything there. <laughs> anyway, we, we gave it our all. You know how many people attended? Nine people. So there were seven of us, there was two of the... <laughs> we just gave it everything we had. We just gave it all to Jesus and preached from the depths of my heart, you know, all authority has been given 
refused to let those circumstances dictate because we knew we were sent of the Lord. And uh, amazing, you know, at the end of that sermon, the head of the Bible Institute there just came and, and started to confess. There's a lot of bitterness in his heart. He started to share all about the issues and problems he was having with other people. And he really got set free. Within two days, we were in Parliament House. Right in the centre of it. And for the first time, I got asked to minister there. For the first time, a minister came and heard the word of God. And when I got asked, we're just off the cuff, I started preaching from Nehemiah chapter 5. And if you know about Nehemiah 5, he's a, he's a politician that is a true politician, in my opinion. He refused to eat the food that was allotted to the kings, to the governors. But instead, he chose to be as united with those on the grass root. And, uh, and so he brought such transformation to lives because people could identify with him and his heart. Um, in the way he forfeited his rights and loved the people. Friends, I believe God is doing it again. He's doing it here. God wants to transform um, our institutions and he wants God to be in there. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be raised up as chief among the mountains and it'll be high above the hills and all nations shall stream to it. It's a picture of the kingdom, amen, in its rightful place. It says, not the mountain of the Lord's temple, but of his house. Of his house. Why his house? Because Father wants sons and daughters in these places, amen, of influence for him. And uh, it's interesting, in that context, it says, come and let us go to the house of the Lord. And he will teach us his ways. The best way to do church is when people are happy to go. Do I hear an amen? Come and let us go. And he will teach us his ways. And it says, the word of the Lord shall come forth from Zion. And there'll be true peace. There'll be reconciliation. So I just want to leave you with that. Um, but I'm not going to go just yet. <laughs> right? I just... I felt the Lord say for this house, right, to come here today, I felt the Lord is saying he's releasing the new song. He's releasing your new song and story. He's releasing the new song and story. Amen. And as Pastor Brian was sharing about, every person has that unique story. They are stamped. And our sister was sharing about the new. You know, it's interesting that word new in the scriptures um, means new. <laughs> it's not been done before. It's something that's completely original. Who, who would believes here that it's important to have originality? It's important to be fresh and uh, so we don't go stale. But you know what's really profound? That the, the root meaning behind that word new is to repair or rebuild. Hallelujah. To repair or rebuild. So what it's saying, the scriptures, 
are saying that in the context of releasing the new song, it's coming out of the repairing and the rebuilding and the restoration that the Lord is doing in our hearts. Hallelujah. God wants to do that because the rung that is repaired will rebuild. Right? They shall, they shall rebuild the ancient ruins. Right? They shall rebuild it. Right? And so there's, there's a call, and I felt this, and I did get a little bit of an inkling of what was going on here before I came. Somehow I just found out. Right? And I think I was asking the Lord, why the new song? What's going on? And I felt he's saying this to us today in our house here. I felt he's saying that. Remember the first time in the scriptures where you hear about the new song? There's a principle of first mention in the word. And, you know, you've got, you've got uh, the release of um, they, they are saved when they, when they crossed the Red Sea. And they sang the new song. That's the first time that they sang it. Amen. And so, but what is interesting is that after they sang the new song, God had delivered them. He had become their salvation. The horse and rider was thrown to the sea. And after that, at Rephidim, shortly after, there is a lot of warfare going on. There's a lot of warfare. And so it's interesting that that happens, but I want to say this, I want to prophesy that, you know, Moses is a type of Christ, and Moses won the battle for them, amen, because Moses was interceding in the heavenly realms. And I want to encourage the church that we're seated in him in the heavenly realms. That is the reason for the victory. That is the reason. As the Lord restores and repairs he has to get that into that foundation. We have to get that right. So another thing I did when I was in PNG was that uh, I remember after we went and saw that we had we had that whining and dining in Parliament and it was amazing and it was revival. <laughs> then we got asked to minister again out in the village somewhere. It was a fantastic time, and they have you know in PNG culture you have the pig with the apple. Is that right? The, there's a pig and they, they put him under the banana leaves and the hot stones. Is that something like that? What's it called? Am I allowed to talk here? Yeah. <laughs> it's called Moo Moo. And so they really, they were saying, what is the, what is the um, you know, what, what, what is the Lord saying? And I, I was, you know, I was sitting there and I was my belly really full, you know, <laughs> eating the moo-moo. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's like, I don't really want to preach. I'm just so full. I'm enjoying the food. The worship was out of this world. Uh, remember that song? Yes, What's that one? Da na 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 na, I na Yesu da na na na. What is it? Yeah, yeah. And I can't. But look, we were supercharged through that worship. Anyway, I shared to them, and I, I, I said, "This is what the Lord is saying to us. If we're going to move forward, 
right? We're going to move forward. I said, this is, I gave him a prophetic act. I said, what the Lord is saying is, we need to do moo-moo with him. And so what I did was, I lay on the floor like this. Can you see me? Down here. And I got an apple and I went like this. <laughs> I lay there until it was uncomfortably... It was uncomfortably disturbing. Like, what is he doing? And then I told him this. I said, we have to die with him. Unless we die with him, we can't rise with him. And the persecution and all those things that come, praise the Lord, they're tough. But we know that anyone that has suffered has died to sin. Hallelujah. And so there's something about sufferings that we don't like, but there's something that the Lord uses... And we become hidden in the secret place, hid in Christ. And so we understand, can walk in that authority. Amen. I want to say a few things about crossing the Red Sea and singing the new song. Because it's foundational for doing great things for God. I want to say that the waters stood vertically. You know why? The waters, in, they're a type in the days of Noah of the wrath of God, right? The waters stood when they crossed through the Red Sea and God delivered them. The waters speak of God's wrath. Amen. And the waters parting like that means that, you know, Galatians 3.13, we are, uh, we've been redeemed. We've been redeemed. He that was hung on that tree is the redemption payment. There's a payment that has been made. And God has satisfied the righteous requirements of the law to fulfill all the promises that were given to Abraham. The verse just eludes me right now, but I know it's 3.13. And so I, I want to say that God in his grace has allowed us to be saved. There's a salvation that he has given. He has satisfied it. He has done it for us. And so all we need to do is step into it. But who would agree? When you know that you're saved, you need to get saved all over again. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know you're saved and everything, but temptations come and it's like the old man's just come back to life again. There are things that we really struggle with. And the, in the brokenness of our soul, there are times where we just attempted to say it's just not possible. Who would agree with that? We just feel like it's just too hard. It's just too difficult. You know, Pastor, you, you, you're living in the ivory tower here. What about me? This is my life. This is what I'm going through. You know, um, <laughs> right? And so I'll tell you something. The redemption, the price is paid. Hallelujah. The price is paid. And it means I can say no to that sin. I can say no to compromise. I'm not telling, I'm not preaching this as if I'm just like a holy man or a holy father. I am very, I could talk a lot about my sins. Actually, one of my, 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 my pet verses is, um, you know, uh, Jesus said, um, confess, confess your sins. Talks about the Lord's Prayer. And I, I tell you, I love that verse. That's a saving verse for me. But you know what I'm saying? There's a righteousness that is by faith. 
God just wants us to trust him. There's nothing else we can offer. And so when we walk through those waters, we've got to understand the waters are parted. We've been baptized. We've been bought with a price. Remember in Exodus 12, there was Passover. They paid. God paid for the firstborn. And Christ is the firstborn from among the dead. Hallelujah. And we've been raised with him. He is the firstborn. He is the first fruits from among the dead. Hallelujah. We are the wave offering. And so it's out of that place of we are saved, but we are being saved. Who's been saved in this last year? You've gone through stuff that you felt like your back was just against the wall. You don't know which way to turn, but you have to turn to the Lord. He puts us in those positions so that we will really trust him. So we're saved and we're being saved. And I'll tell you something, one day we will be saved completely. Ephesians, Ephesians 1.14 says he's the redeemer. The redeeming price is paid so that we'll be fully redeemed on that day. But who would agree there's that journeying? <laughs> right, of learning how to walk in his saving grace day after day. And it's out of that place that I believe we discover something that's very important, the holiness of God. Pastor Brian was talking about this place this morning to me about being some kind of a highway, yeah, where the cattle would come. I believe the Lord is restoring the highway of holiness, amen. Because who wants to have open doors in 2023? Who wants open doors? I want open doors. Tell you something. No point being on a little tiny lane where there's no room to move. It's nice when there's a breadth. There's a highway before us. The highway is the highway of holiness. And David said this. He said, one thing will I seek. One thing I desire. That will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. Why? To behold the beauty, the beauty of the Lord. I believe the precursor to new is beauty. It's the beauty of his holiness. If you like anything at all about my pictures, you don't have to like them. We're all, art's so subjective, right? It's anything, you can draw a dot these days and people say it's amazing. But I'll tell you something, I believe... I believe there's a beauty, the beauty of the Lord and understanding the holiness of God, the awesomeness of God to have done this, to have saved us, but not only to save us, but the Father chose us for a purpose and he chooses us to bring that blessing to the world. Amen? He, chooses to, he chose us to go into the arts, entertainment, media, government, all these places. I'll just say one more thing about this, and I will not give my glory to another. See, I do a new thing. It springs up before you before it happens. You shout, can you not perceive it, right? And then he says, sing a new song. You know what's going on? The exiles, the exiles were humbled and they'd been smashed to pieces. They had gone into exile, but they were coming home, Amen. And when they, as they were coming home, you see that the Lord said, I'm going to do a new thing. He's redeeming. So he's redeeming. He's, he's restoring. He's repairing. 
he's renewing. That's what church is about, right? It's about getting healed, getting into a place where we're strong enough to do what he's called us to do and keeping our eye on the ball in that way. But anyway, you see that the Lord does the new thing there. Why does he talk about the new thing? Because idolatry brings nothing new. The magicians could not rival against the Lord's prophets. They couldn't produce the gnats. They can't produce life. The world wants to see life. Who said amen to that? Real, real stuff. Real, authentic conversion, transformation, an authentic life. And so, anyway, I'm sharing a lot of things there, but I think the crux of it is Jesus in the center and understanding holiness, the holiness of God, the awesomeness. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. That's the basis for the commission. Isaiah got commissioned after that. You know, that's what launches us. And the new, the new song, the song of joy of the deliverance that he brings becomes the new thing. It becomes the new story. Do I hear an amen? See, what he repairs us, the area where he brings repair is the area where we become the, the builder. We become the rebuilder of lives. So I feel this is, I've just shared, I think, a few very foundational things. They're really foundational things that the Lord, just revelational truths that he's been speaking to me about that are, are really going to give us the foundation to springboard into it. It's not enough to just say, serve the Lord, and, you know, there must be the foundations. First Corinthians chapter 4, Paul is a steward of the foundations. He's a steward of the mysteries of God, of the kingdom of God. And those are the things that, as children, we need to unlock them, we need to understand them, and you can be in a church for 30 years, but if you don't get those foundations, you're still running on, you're, you're treading hard, but you're not able to go forward. And so I feel that's really important. Hallelujah. How's everyone going? <laughs> Is it resonating with you? Okay, let's jump in now. I'll talk a little bit more about... Um, I want to talk about my life, just, just two prophetic words um, that I think are things that God did. I hope that it can relate to you a bit and encourage you, um, my journey. I, I, um, I felt cocooned as a pastor. I'd been, serving for, I'd been serving for over 20 years. Incidentally, I'm not the head of HIM. I'm not the head. I'm one of the pastors in Hope International Ministries. But anyway, I, I, um, I felt a little bit cocooned. I felt cocooned, I, and I felt concerned. Cocooned and concerned. Um, as I was ministering at the pulpit in my church and seeing people like Daniel and Chico powering on in the arts and some of those things, um, I myself felt I, I was cocooned. I was, I was sort of too insulated inside the four walls of the building. And so the Lord led me to um, what happened was my wife said, uh, you've, been, uh, you've been doing some art. 
It's really good art. Why don't you sell the art? Why don't we sell it in the, in the uh, marketplace, like in the Queen Vic market across the road? And so um, I would have one day a week where she would set up, from all over the world started buying this artwork. I just blew my mind that it was possible. I thought it couldn't be possible. You know, could, I'd never imagined it, but there was a stirring. There was a stirring in me to somehow find a bridge, you know, find a way to connect with people. Can anyone relate to that? You just cocooned, you cocooned. And Pastor Brian was sharing today about breaking out of that cocoon and how with there's so much in you. And so I was in that place. I felt cocooned and, and uh, also concerned because I remember walking down Collins Street. I come from Melbourne and, you know, you walk down Collins Street and I remember seeing Louis Vuitton, right? Beautiful shop front there. And there, the art there was Dracula blood and, you know, like all this sort of stuff. I thought, how can that be? How can, how can we have something of that class? It felt like to me it was a defilement of something. I don't know. Um, look, we all got different opinions on art. You know, and there was a holy discontent and a concern and a feeling of cocoon. And then, anyway, my wife got me out there. What happened was, I remember I used to meet there and there were some Jewish people that would sell their stuff in their stalls. And I started ministering to some of these people and others. And they started coming for counselling. And it was amazing. I, I was so amazed. And um, I remember in fear and trembling, I started to do this because as an organisation overall, we weren't really doing that. No one was doing that, sort of wanting to reach out in those kinds of ways. We were a bit stiff, I think. And so I was a bit tested in it all. But um, I remember one day I was, I just really said to the Lord, do you want me to, I got an offer to, to, to do something at the night market there once a week and they... Um, I, I really, I really wasn't sure. Should am I kind of foregoing my main responsibility and sort of getting too involved? But anyway, the Lord, it was a prophet that came that week, and I was in a, prof, a, a gathering with a prophet, and the prophet just said, you know, uh, if you want to be happy in life, you should do something that you're really happy about one day a week, at least one day. If you're happy, it'll make you happy when you do something that makes you happy. <laughs> and uh, then he said, for example. If it's painting, why not paint? If it's painting, I said, that's the Lord. And, so, in, and I, so I started to get involved there. And then my wife said to me, why don't you write a book about the art that you have done? And I made this book about the city, um, our city of Melbourne. And, uh, you know, the next thing I know, I uh, approached the main museum in town in Melbourne and I said, here's my new book. Um, they said, we want, we love your book. And they put the book and all my paintings, my testimonials, which I'm really sharing about God's transformation and things in my life. And the book itself is so founded on biblical truth as well. And uh, I, um, the next thing you know, it's in the front window of the museum for six months. And all the stuff in there. And I thought, how is that possible? The next thing you know, I was at, at um, Dimock's bookstore. And uh, I was asked to be a guest author there. And I was so awkward. I felt so awkward with it all. Because I'm so used to pastoring and talking about Jesus more 
in a more forthright way, but how do you adapt? And it was a real learning curve. But um, the week after I came to Dimox, um, Prime Minister John Howard was leasing his book. You know? So I tell you, I just got launched into it. <laughs> I just got launched into it. And I felt awkward and I felt that I had to find my stride. Friends, I want to encourage you, start with what you have. What is in your hand, Moses? What is in your hand? What is the thing? You know, for Moses, it was a love for social justice. And that's why he killed a man in the beginning. It was God's, it was, it was, um, it was, it was Moses' will, not God's will, the way he did it. Always starts off that way. It's, it's supposed to be God's way, but it's our way instead. Uh, but Moses was transformed. He got touched. What is in your hand this morning? Ask the person sitting next to you right now, what is in your hand? What has he given to you? What is the stirring? What is the desire? I believe God's every desire is sanctified in Christ. So anyway, those things started to happen and I could see that God would use it to touch people in the marketplace. And uh, it launched me out there and I continued to pastor, but I continued to do both. And uh, it was amazing, really good feeling. It enabled me to have such a connection with people and an understanding of truth in a way that really can shepherd the flock in, into releasing destiny, yeah? And so anyway, I started a ministry back in 2017 afterwards. So this is around 2014. Oh yeah, I had a prophetic word. Sorry, the first one. I got a Bethel word, came out of the blue, a Bethel word, uh, and the word was Matthew 5, 14 to 16. You are a groundbreaker and a pioneer. You are going to, you're going to release unprecedented moves of the Holy Spirit. I bless you to dream with God. On that day that I got it, I had a double television interview related to the book and all kinds of things just all lined up and I can tell you something. Again, I was very awkward and didn't know <laughs> what's going on but I just went with it anyway and good friends, Danielle and Chico would encourage me and we encourage each other. You feed off that fellowship, amen. And so that was the first word. Fast forward a little bit. Um, a, a little while later, we started discipling people, called it um, a mountain mover group. Discipling people. Danielle actually coined the name of the group, Mountain Movers. You know, if you had faith like a mustard seed, you could say to that mountain, be moved. We want to bring a cultural shift so that people find Christ. Amen? In, in the marketplace, we've got to restore what's been taken and... Um, and so I remember just as we were launching and in those days of really getting very intentional in discipling people to walk in their destiny call in, in, in the world out there, um, I got a, a, a prophet, a, an apostle actually, gave me a word and said, you're releasing the new song. He didn't know anything at all about what was happening, but there's a new song being released. So out of all the brokenness, out of all of the dysfunctionality in my life, and I could talk a lot about that, but I, I don't want to major on that today. I want to major on the fact that God brought healing, restoration, 
and uh, he launches us into those areas of influence for the kingdom of God. Amen? The reality is maybe 3% of people will be a full-time worker in the church, pastor, evangelist, or but 97% of everyone has the call of God in the marketplace, which is so unbelievably powerful if we can tap into it. Otherwise, you're just sitting there and you're wondering, why am I here? Some people end up just cutting bananas in the church, but they're meant to be a politician for God. So sad. Not good. Not good. And we suffer immensely as a result of those people taking charge. So anyway, um, those two prophetic words. So that releasing of the new song and the new things is coming out of the redemption of God. It's based fully on what Christ has done. So I want to give you my little picture now. If you go to your website, wherever that is, and uh, it was such a joy to come here and to walk in that, that uh, walk down the laneway there because I painted it before. I saw it on Google Maps and I painted a prophetic word for you guys. Um, and then to walk down, it's just, ooh, nice. <laughs> it's a nice feeling. But that word, right, that word there, this is the word of the Lord now. How, to relate, how do you do it? Just a few little things on, how, on the how-to, right? Talked about the why, but what about the how-to of releasing your mantle in the marketplace? I'm here to commission you, amen? I am here to commission you to go forth. These are sables, right? These are where the horses used to hang out. In uh, I think it's... it's uh, Esther chapter 10, the sable is the, 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 horses, the horses were sent out to every province. Amen. I declare this church is a place where the horses are strong, perfectly bred. Bred for the work to go forth. Every province, every place. Why? Isaiah 6, be ever hearing. How are people going to ever hear the message if no one's out there sharing it? Praise the Lord. So there's just, look, there's just two things, right? Two things I want to highlight through this, this painting that I did, right, of, uh, of our church here, church venue. Okay, I want to share. The first thing is the new man releases the new song. It is the new man. It comes out of experiencing his love and his grace and being repaired, you know, just like the exit, like they came out and they praised the Lord, Miriam rattled the tambourine, you know. It's coming out of that. And, uh, but it says this, it says in Isaiah 61, it says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. Now we know that in Luke 4.18, it's talking about Jesus, when he speaks to the Jews and he's calling forth the, the uh, he's calling forth God's elect. Amen. But you know what? The first thing I want to say is this that for us to really release the new man, we've got to understand and get into a personal space with God to understand that he's completely sovereign in what he's doing. Who would agree with that? 
You know, it's not enough to know that God's sovereign out there, but there's something about you and I experiencing his sovereignty in a personal way. That word sovereign Lord literally means Yahweh. That's the word, sorry, Jehovah, Jehovah, which is talking about the self-existent capacity of God. He doesn't, he doesn't, he can do whatever he likes. You know, Jesus, the word Jesus means, his name means Jehovah saves. So he's in, his, this salvation of ours is independent of any of our human effort or ability. He just does what he pleases. I believe we've got to get into that place. If we're going to really understand that we are walking in the new nature and we are in, in Christ, we want to be able to see the miraculous. We've got to be able to walk in obedience walk in the giftings of the Spirit so that we encounter him in a personal way. We know that he's on it in our life. So we're taking those steps of obedience and we know that God is guiding each step. The sovereign Lord is upon me. See, the word comes to us. Jesus comes to us in sovereignty. Amen? And remember the disciples, they said, who is this man that even the winds obey him? When you see those things, where your eyeballs pop out, you say, wow, you see people get healed. I prayed for one lady, you know, we do a lot of indigenous mission too. We prayed for one lady and we came back a year after we prayed for her. She said, ever since that prayer, she met me at the ferry place just to share about how she got healed. She said, I am pushing my lawnmower ever since you prayed. Ever since you prayed. They transform you. You can't help but be transformed. You got someone, this lady just said, I just knew Jesus told me, he said, if I just touch his cloak, I will be healed. She had thick army boots, thick army boots, nerves, damage to the nerves, chemo, and she couldn't walk, only could hobble like this. Got healed, came to the service the following day and, and just said, praise Jesus, I want to testify. How good's that? The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. It's being in the secret place. We've been through COVID and all these things. What is happening during COVID? Psalm 91, isn't it? It says, he who dwells in the secret place shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Right? Plagues and all these things will be happening, but you will know that you are protected. So you'll have joy in abundance. Amen. We've got to know. We've got to know that he's with us. Last night, I was getting pizza late. <laughs> and I walked in, and just as I walked in to get that pizza shop down there near our hotel, just as I walked in, um, it was singing, you know, a good old Elvis song. My dad's just crazy about Elvis. I'm, you know, tiny Elvis. He's just crazy on it. But, and it sang that song, Then Christ shall come. With shouts of acclamation to take you home. Oh, Elvis, got to cry. What joy shall be in my heart. And so I heard that and straight away I just, you know, we just chit-chatting and waiting for the pizza and said, by the way, you know, what, do you like Elvis's gospel songs? Yeah, I love them. My mother used to always play them. And so by the end of it, I said, well, you want to come over tomorrow to the church? Fast forward. And he just said, well, I'd like to. 
but I can't, I'm away tomorrow. When are you, where are you going to be next time? And I said, well, that's a great church over there. <laughs> the city built a church. You should visit it. I, I'm sort of, you know, I'm going somewhere, but you come back here. You go over there, you know, and he, he, was, he was just open. Amen. The spirit of the sovereign Lord. You know, on Friday, I was, at, I was just in the supermarket. I, got on, I want to encourage us, right? Nothing can hinder the Lord. If we feel we're trapped in some situation, nothing can bar him. Nothing holds back the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord's sovereign, provided we have it, we've got it. We're redeemed. It's all paid for. And so on Friday, I was at the supermarket just doing my little thing, you know, waiting for my wife to do the shopping. And, and uh, I, I saw two people with, um, I saw two people with, with, uh, with, with large canvases. And, uh, and so I just talked to him. I said, hey, you know those canvases you've got? Uh, you do art. He said, yeah, we love art. So we start talking. And, uh, and I started sharing some of, my, some of my pictures. And, oh, I'm working. So you're doing a tree. I'm doing a tree too for, you know, City Builder Church. They flagged that they were Greek Orthodox. And they love the, they love the Lord. Anyway, the next moment, this lady just says, by the way, I had a dream. I said, oh, yeah, you had a dream. Please tell me that dream. Um, I have a gift to interpret dreams, <laughs> and I do. <laughs> and so she said, I saw a road. It was recent. I saw a road, and the road went to a lion, and the lion was breathing. And then she said, on top of the lion, the lion was connected to the tree, this big tree. What does it mean? I said, oh, well, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. John chapter 14, verse 6. And then I just said, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah has triumphed. Amen. And then it says they sang a new song. Hallelujah. Why? Because the Lord is worthy. He redeemed them. He opened, he, he, he was able to unravel the scroll. Beautiful. Beautiful feeling. They were so happy they gave us two cornettos. They just said, here, take it, please. And I got an education in Greek. I said, so it's kurios, right? It's kurios. Jesus Lord. He's sovereign. That's why he got that dream. And she's kurios. And she says, no, no, it's not like that. It's, she said, it's kurios. I don't know. Like, she's Greek, so she really knows it. I said, thank you. Teach me. Friends, he's sovereign. Last year and I, uh, you know, my wife, sadly, she got, you know, a, a few days before it happened, I got the news. I was reading about the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. And uh, I, I um, was just captivated with that word sovereignty. God's in control. God's in control. Three days later, I got the news. My wife had the big C. And I'll tell you something. Everything changes when the big C comes in. You know, hard, really hard. You've got all these plans and things, and you've just got to suddenly just really change your program and Everything just goes out the window. But I tell you something, the sting of death has been taken away. The sting of death has been taken away. Where, O oh death, is your sting? The punch of those things doesn't hit you nearly as hard, eh? When you know that he's sovereign. Friends, can I encourage us? The new man, you see, he's made us a kingdom of priests. Kingdom means authority to go forth. 
Priest means access. We need both. Access to the heavenlies. In that place, that's where we'll bring the kingdom in all of these realms. Amen? That's where we bring the kingdom in all of those realms. And it's just God's heart. God's dying to do it. He's like a mighty warrior. He's, he's seen that Isaiah 42. His Lord has been withholding himself, but he's like a warrior. He wants to see people going forth with zeal and passion. So I'm so excited for what the Lord's doing here. Amen. Now, the picture I did, sorry, I haven't talked about the picture at all, but the picture has a big oak tree. I saw it in the spirit. You see, the ones that have been broken and smashed, that word, this bind up the brokenhearted, it literally means to be broken into pieces. It means, it's like a train wreck in the, in the Hebrew. It means train wreck. Your life is a train wreck. It's a, just smashed to pieces. And the Bible says that those kind of people, the Jews came back for exile like that, lost loved ones, lost everything, lost a lot, you know? But it says, they shall be called the oaks of righteousness. And I saw, a, I, I just saw this mighty oak in front of the uh, fellowship here. And the Lord is saying, righteousness makes you resilient. Isn't it amazing? Broken people become the great oaks. Think of an oak tree and how resilient and powerful. No matter what we are going through. Maybe it's a palm tree out your way. I don't know. But whatever it is, palms are like that, right? Hurricane force winds. They shall be called the oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord. That word planting doesn't mean just to stay in one place. The word plant means to establish. Amen? I was talking to Daniel and Chico. They are established in things now. They've gone from being planted to being established. And it's a place of rest. It's a place of joy. It's a place of freedom. It's a place where we want to be. Amen? In fact, Victoria is the place where we want to be. <laughs> Especially here in Victoria. Amen. So I just felt it's not stables, it's stable. Because that word, that word is stable. That word stable is the meaning of uh, oaks of righteousness. Talks about, you know, the might of the oak is the stability. What is its strength? It's the word of God. It's the word of authority. It's the word of authority. It's the word. Wasn't that the early apostles? They spoke the word. And the spirit is watching over the word, it says in Jeremiah 1, to uproot and plant and do all these things. It's the word first. It's Father chose us. The son redeems us. But it's the spirit that makes it all happen. Hallelujah. We need the fullness. Here I am. Send us. Who will go for us? <laughs> Hallelujah. Let us make them in our image. Praise the Lord, we need the fullness. So anyway, the, there's the oak tree. A um, few little details there. A few little details. Um, the white, as you walk in, the white. The banner over us is love. Amen. 
blood washed, the red walls. Amen? Blood washed. The sun, golden color. The sun of righteousness shall rise with healing in his wings. Hallelujah. Golden, the sable part is silver. And there's a little bit of pink. If any man build on Christ, he builds on gold, silver, precious stone. This house, gold, silver, precious stones. Amen. <laughs> gold, silver. Gold endures. Hallelujah. And I saw in the spirit there was a bus there. I drew a picture of the Taj Mahal and I felt there's an Indian connection with this church. There was a big, there was an Indian bus. There's an Indian bus that drove. So there's a bus, a bus load. And let's not forget, he gave beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the beauty of the Lord. You know what the beauty of the Lord, so it's, it's a thing where we take pride in our God. The root word there is to be delighted with what God is doing. The word beauty in the Hebrew means what our brother is doing over there. See the hat that Brother Chico's wearing this morning? Got the Akubra hat on. The word beauty means exquisite hat. We've got to wear God as our beauty. Hallelujah. For Christ is our wisdom and our righteousness and our holiness. That's what it is that's beautiful. And that's what translates into the paintings, into the film production, into everything that we do. We become the righteousness of God. He that was without sin became sin that we might become the righteousness of God. So we want to, that righteousness is so important. The righteous ways of the Lord. My devotion this morning, I was up at 5 a.m. And the Lord said, whoever does these things in Psalm 15 will never be shaken. Hallelujah, all by his grace. Not because we're good enough. Can't be shaken. Who would agree righteousness is precious? Isn't it great to see a married couple that actually love each other and endure? You know? An enduring marriage in today's world. Isn't that beautiful? How about a workplace where people are treated with dignity and they're not taken advantage of, where Christian employers are there and they're more than an employer. They are a friend. They are someone that stands with you but not taken advantage of either. <laughs> so think of all the things of quality, of virtue, of character. That's the beauty. That's why this guy's wearing a hat. And the Lord told me, paint him like this. I don't know. You know why? It's the number four. They shall go to the north, the south, the east, and the west. See his hands? Right? It's a four. The north... The south, I prophesy to the house, the north, the south, the east, and the west. Sables, sables, horses, specially bred to be sent forth into areas for his glory, that he might be glorified. You see, they will rebuild. They will, they will be called the oaks, and they will rebuild the ancient cities. City builders. Hallelujah. Preach it, brother. <laughs> you keep preaching it. Be ever hearing and always understanding. Amen. 
We've got to have that vision in our heart burning brightly. And so another thing I saw is those, see those red things? Those, you know those in Asia, you see those red things? Those little lantern things? I felt there's an Asian connection and it's a good thing. It's a beautiful thing. That's why I drew that there. So I don't, I don't know what, you know, what you guys are up to here, but I felt that was something. So I felt um, the Taj Mahal is beautiful. Indian people are beautiful. You see more of them, just thank the Lord for them. Amen. <laughs> beautiful. Praise the Lord. The, 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 I'll just finish on this because we've gone a long while. You guys have been incredibly patient. But are you enjoying it? Connecting with it? Let's praise the Lord. You can see the rods, those branches going into the tree, off the tree. He was pierced for our transgressions. The tree is Jesus. He is the oak of righteousness. He was pierced. I've got a black hole. I've got, see where it was sawn off? There's a part of it that's been sawn off. All greens around the edges. That's where God's bringing the renewal and the healing, the pruning that goes on. There's been some serious pruning going on here. Who's it doing with that? You know? And there's some serious pruning going on. But that's where the green, that's where the renewing is coming from. And uh, he was pierced. See the, see the trees reaching out like that? They're hands. Um, they're actual hands. They're the nails of the cross going into the hand. Amen? Jesus was pierced for our transgressions. So if you've been gone through some real brokenness in your life, broken relationships, broken relationship with your son, your daughter, all those things that bring gut-wrenching, heart-wrenching things in your heart today. Um, you know, the Lord was pierced for those things. There's healing in his name. And God wants to restore all those things so that you're singing the new song. And how do you do it? You're the oak of righteousness. Find out what pleases the Lord, it says. Find out what pleases. Wake up, O sleeper. Find out what pleases the Lord. One last thing I want to share. He's dancing away like this, right? He's dancing. He's got an Akubra hat on. I modelled that after Hugh Jackman. I feel that the Lord is saying, I'm putting a fresh mantle on you. That apostolic mantle to send and to raise up his people. Hugh Jackman, you know, with the whip. <laughs> Pioneering days. It's like a fresh perspective on everything. And you know what's interesting? He is, he is dancing. He's joyful. He's dancing. Who dances in the word of God? All of the Psalms do. Yeah. I used to read Proverbs all the time. All the time. I used to, everything about wisdom. I never read the Psalms. But then there came the point in my life, I can't read the Psalms enough. Everything is relevant in the Psalms. It's all about the face of God, isn't it? You know, and the wisdom just comes as we follow his ways. He's a personification of the Psalms and valuing the presence of God. 
one thing I desire. I believe that is the fountain, that is the fountain of full artistic, full artistic expression. And I'm talking to you not just as an artist, but as an engineer. I have an engineering background too. I know what it's like to be headstrung, <laughs> you know? Um, I want to say, and I felt the Lord say, there are mathematicians here. Anyone in the, that loves mathematics? Yeah? I felt the Lord say, the, you know, because you hear a lot about these art, arty sort of people, but I felt the Lord say mathematics is powerful for his kingdom. I just released the new song over you, brother, because the Lord told me there's someone here that's like mathematics. What do you do with mathematics? Teach it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a teacher here. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That mathematics teacher, the Lord said, I'm releasing a new song over your household. There's a new song. And where people have said, well, what's mathematics got to do with the kingdom? It's like got everything to do with it. It's got everything to do with it. Um, the Lord can use the mathematics for his glory. There's a sister here, Mary. Anyone here called Mary? Is there a Mary connection here? I, I heard a Mary for some reason. There's a Mary and also the number 36. Any, anyone resonate with that number? 36. Father, I just pray for the Mary and the 36. <laughs> Lord, may it bear fruit for your glory. Father, I want to thank you today. I want to thank you today. Just feel free as I pray. If the Lord is speaking to you about releasing your new song and your story, I just invite you to stand. I feel I'm here to release it. All you need to do is just rest in him and say, Lord, I'm available. I want to release my story. There have been winds of affliction coming through, but I declare in Jesus' name, this house is the oak of righteousness. It's not going anywhere. It's an oak of righteousness. So, Father, we decree and declare that we are the oaks. I declare the church and the household here, Lord, oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord. Father, I decree and declare it. I just pray a release of that mantle in Jesus' name. The Hugh Jackman, Father, equivalent for the kingdom of God. Father, the ruggedness. And I hear the Lord say, this fellowship is a fellowship that captures your heart, brother. It's a heart of compassion. It's a softness. And like, you know, these tough Aussie men that are macho, it's like, I, I hear marshmallow. I mean, they're just going to marshmallow here. It's just your, your anointing brings about a soothing and a repairing and a healing. But I feel there's a commissioning spirit on you now in this new song season. To trip, train and equip. And just one last thing, there are acorns that are falling off this tree and there are acorns in, acorns in, the, in the tree. And I hear the Lord say, unless a kernel of wheat falls, unless an acorn falls to the ground, there are things that need to be done here that can't be done unless someone falls and yields to the presence of the Holy Spirit. You know, the church grows as each part does its work. Amen. Find your place and get established to support our brother because the Lord wants to touch the nation. So, Father, we decree and declare Australia, Lord, a place that's filled 
the great Southland of the Holy Spirit. We decree and declare it. I declare this ground here, Lord, the highway of the Lord, the highway of holiness. Father, it's a place. It's a place, Lord God, where you release us into those areas of influence for your kingdom. And I hear the Lord say about P&G, gold is very important. There's a lot of gold and like gold there. There's, I don't know, but that's what I hear. Gold, gold mines, there's been a history of these gold mines and, and these of the gold, but the Lord is saying, uh, you're raising up gold. There is such a gold, you know, and a big word is, though I am, Job said it, yeah? Though you test me, I shall come forth like gold. The Father, we just pray a release of that anointing to raise up people of gold. You know, termites can eat certain types of timber, but not, they can't touch gold. And I hear the Lord say, you're going to be someone that releases like a spiritual fumigation in different places. It's going to be a real fire of God and corruption you know oaks of righteousness oaks of righteousness a planting of the Lord and there are many I see a bag of acorns right now you just see them just throwing them out and they are growing they are growing they are growing Father we just thank you for today we praise you Lord for this place and we decree and declare the highway of holiness I declare open doors for everyone here. Lord, Revelation says they sang a new song. It also says, Lord, it also says, he who opens the door that no man can shut. Actually, those are juxtaposed. Father, I decree and declare a release of doors for 2023 for everyone here, Lord. Let them see doors open that were not able to be opened before. Father, we thank you for that and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, sir. Amen. A big amen to all that. Let's give the Lord a praise.